Thank you for joining us today. You are listening to the anointed teaching of Prophet Grace Scales, where we experience the presence of the Lord as we explore His Word. Now let's dive in and enjoy today's teaching. Well, hello, I am Grace Scales of Joliet, Illinois. For the past nine or ten weeks, we have been immersed in the Word of God relating to the armor of God that's revealed to us by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. As we come to a close of this series, Dress for Success, prayerfully, our study of the armor has brought additional enlightenment or has refreshed our memory why the Apostle Paul was so emphatic that the believer understand its daily necessity. Being alerted by Paul that we are in an ongoing spiritual battle in which we are contending for our souls, we must realize that it is a fight to the finish. The Apostle Paul brings to our attention our God-given weapons of war that, when put into use, will ensure us the victory as we stand firm against the onslaught of the enemy. In this closing study relating to the armor of God, let's look once again at our passage of discussion from the King James Version of Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10 and forward. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having gird your loins about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We will conclude our study on the armor this week as we look at verse 18 that reads, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Though prayer is not mentioned as a part of the armor, we would not be overrating its importance if we say that it is the atmosphere in which the soldier must live and breathe. The Christian soldier should have a daily attitude of prayer in which he asks the Father for wisdom to make good decisions, the discipline to stay true to the word, and the vision to hear his voice for direction. Because the proper attitude in battle is just as important as the proper equipment, the Apostle Paul reminds us, as he did the Ephesians, of the need for prayer and watchfulness in this spiritual conflict. It must be in the spirit, 
are in the sphere of the Holy Spirit, inspired and led by him to be effective when facing our foe. Paul reminds the believer to always pray a prayer of protection. Although the war has been won, the daily battle must be fought. First Peter 5, 6 through 8 says that we should humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt us in due time, casting all our care upon him, for he cares for us. Also, that we should be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, he says, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We know with every fight we face, that we have the armor and weapons to help us defeat the enemy. Or we should, or we should become aware of that. Each piece of armor must be carefully put on with prayer, drawing upon our divine resources. This prayer should be spirit energized, spirit enabled, and it should be spirit directed. Praying in the spirit is an admission of a believer's ignorance and dependence on God. Did you hear that? Praying in the spirit is an admission of a believer's ignorance and dependence on God. Prayer should be continual, not sporadic, a habit, not an isolated act. We shouldn't get up and pray today or we shouldn't uh, pray tomorrow or the next week and then do it on an occasional basis at sporadic intervals. We can pray all day long. We can talk to God throughout the day. That could be an isolated act, but we should be, have, have in our spirits to just talk to the Lord. Supplication should be made for all the saints. Supplication comes from a Greek word or a Greek term which relates to special times of need. It can be defined as a form of prayer, a call for help from God. This term bears a spirit of reverence and devotion with it, a solemn prayer to a higher power. We're praying to a higher power. And for us as believers, that is the Lord God Almighty. Although the word is a noun, supplication comes from the Latin verb supplicare, which means to plead humbly. While a supplication is often thought of as a religious prayer, it is used 60 times in the Bible. It can logically be applied to any situation in which you must entreat someone in power for help or a favor. Still, it carries with it a characteristic of religiosity and deep entreaty and should not be used to describe just any simple request. If Christians truly practice prayer as a way of life, when the special times of need come, they'll be prepared for them. Did you hear that? If Christians truly practice prayer as a way of life, when the special times of need come, they will be prepared for them. They are engaged in the conflict, too, and need to be supported in prayer by their fellow soldiers. I'm going to say that again. They're engaged in the conflict, and they need to be supported in prayer by their fellow soldiers. Now, if I call someone and I ask them to be in agreement with me or to pray with me about a specific thing, and I tell them exactly what I want them to pray, they should be praying what I'm asking because 
that is um, the agreement we're agreeing. And if it's based, definitely, if it's based upon the word of God and we are in the spirit and the person knows that they know that, you know what you're praying about, we should be in agreement with them. And that's how prayer can be answered. We're praying in agreement. Sometimes we can get caught up in saying the same prayer repeatedly. This can lead us to be in autopilot. When we're speaking to our father, what value are formal prayers, those prayers that are recited merely by repetition or without giving thought to any meaning in combat against the host of hell? It just doesn't work. Repetitive, repetitious prayers, they can be broken by impulsively praying throughout the day. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, pray throughout the day. Speak to God. Pray for the people you encounter. Pray for someone you know or somebody you read about or think about and that you know might be in distress. Pray for the wonders and the beauty of God's creations. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and and requests. This type of praying is warfare and it is standing against the enemy. So if our minds go to wandering, we can just say a prayer. Start praying. Praying to God. There must be vigilance in prayer watchful to this end. We must watch against drowsiness, wandering minds and preoccupation with other things, listlessness, and those things that are just totally unreal. There's no reality to them at all. Prayer requires spiritual keenness, alertness, and it requires concentration. Just as Jesus told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26 and 41, when he said to them, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. They were not vigilant, so they fell sound asleep. So when we go into prayer, we must make our flesh come into obedience and keep our minds on track, keep our focus on what we're praying and watching to make sure that we stay keen. Watching translated literally means to be awake or alert. Having the proper attitude in this spiritual warfare cannot be overemphasized. It's dangerous to take a flippant attitude about something this serious. The conflict is a real one. The enemies are spiritual foes and are not limited to the physical realm. But God has provided sufficient necessary equipment for believers to be victorious in the battle. Praying comes from a more general word for prayer. It speaks of the necessity of always having an attitude of prayer, of having a consistent prayer life. Prayer requires perseverance meaning a persistence in doing something despite of difficulty or delay in achieving success for it. We must keep asking, seeking, knocking in prayer. Luke eleven nine says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Just because we don't get the answer when we think we need to get the answer does not mean that we Quit praying. God expects us. Sometimes he might just be seeing just how bad do you want this? 
And if you're going to be persistent in it, entreat him because he hears our prayer when we first drive up, as they say. He hears what we're saying, but we need to be persistent. We can't be just flipping about it. We don't need to have a lot of distractions and things going on around us. Concentrate our focus on him and what we are asking for. The hard truth is that as believers, we will face more spiritual attacks than non-believers because Satan loathes those who are not on his side. The battle is hard. The battle is hard. The battle is hard. It's very real. We must stay alert and be on guard through prayer and rely on the power of the Lord to protect us against all the schemes of the enemy. When we're equipped with the armor of God, we can battle through prayer and by declaring scripture over ourselves, over our lives, and on behalf of our fellow brothers and sisters, family members, whoever we might be praying for. The Lord fights our battles and he gives us protection from the enemy who tries to tempt and destroy the faith of believers. We are to be alert and aware of spiritual warfare taking place and to be diligent in prayer to fight these spiritual battles. In prayer, we show our reliance upon God to act and to move. We're showing our reliance upon him to act and to move because we can't do anything about what we're praying for anyway. Otherwise, we wouldn't be going to God in the first place. We wouldn't be going to him in the first place. So we must believe that he's going to reward us. He's going to answer our prayer. Our battle on earth is not with flesh and blood of this world, but the spiritual warfare that happens in our lives. Our entire armor is rooted in his strength. Without his presence, we are powerless in the fight. We must fight on our knees. I'll say that again. We must fight on our knees. The power is getting on our knees to honor the King of Kings, the omnipotent creator who is always available. The one who has won the war is with us in the battle. The one who has won the war is with us in the battle. We will see the victory when we fight in his power. We will see the victory when we fight in his power. The Israeli-American musician Guy King summarizes it and he puts it this way. He says, his love wants the best for us. His wisdom knows the best for us and his power gets the best for us. That's pretty powerful. I'm going to conclude with this. Hopefully we've gotten reminders of what we have in God. Our armor is available for us and we just need to learn how to use that armor. Go back over the past podcast and get it in your spirit of what we have and what God has given us. Let's conclude this study and series on the armor of God with this short prayer. Lord, Before I go about my day, I pray that you help me put on your full armor. Just like a soldier who gets ready for battle, help me to prepare against the attacks of the enemy. I am a soldier of Christ, and it is my desire that be evident in my life. 
I pray that through every trial and challenge of this life, I will always claim the victory because I have you with me. Father, as I put on the protective armor of God today, I know that I'm not going into battle alone. Thank you for your promise of not leaving nor forsaking me. Today, I put my complete trust in you, knowing that I am fully dressed for success as I go about my day. And this is based on the facts of your word. It is not opinion. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I am Grace Scales, and I look forward to your joining us in the next upcoming series. Until then, many blessings. You have been listening to Prophet Grace Scales of Grace Scales Ministries, where you grow as you balance life by the sword of the Spirit. We are honored you chose to join us today and pray you have received a blessing from the Lord during this message. We look forward to your presence again next week for more teaching. Until then, please take an opportunity to share this message with others. You are welcome to share your comments or contact me at graceadls@outlook.com. at outlook.com. Remember to keep comments respectful.